chili, ending racism through pussy eating. All that and more on today's episode of For a Good Time. Uh, I'm Isabel Arf. I'm Juan Barkeen. And today, we watched a little movie called Sex World, uh, released in... How did I not Google this thing beforehand? 1978. Thank you. Released in 1978, directed by Anthony Spinelli, um, starring some people you've probably never heard of, so we're not going to go through them. And this was Juan's decision. Uh, We both happened to just own it on Blu-ray, thanks to the wonderful work of of Vinegar Syndrome, um, who are our heroes, I think I can say confidently. I I would agree with that. (laughs) But Juan, you chose this. I'm really interested in why you made this decision. Because of all the like old porno sheiks to do, why this one? Well, I mean, I think we're going to get into a lot of porno sheiks, but I think, I mean, I bought this movie, I don't remember how long ago during one of Vinegar Syndrome's Black Friday sales, and I think it was around the same time that like Jonathan Nolan's Westworld <laughs> started airing on HBO <laughs> and I was just like morbidly fascinated to see like what does the porn version of Westworld look like and so why not like let's just just make a frivolous purchase and um you know it was fun to actually finally watch it instead of just letting it sit on my shelf like I do with so many movies yeah that's I kind of did the exact same thing where I bought it so I was like this <laughs> This cover and this concept sound nuts, and I have a little extra money to spend it on the Vinegar Syndrome Black Friday sale, so why not? They've never exactly. led me wrong before. And it ended up being a wonderful decision. It really well, did. It ended I up mean, being an interesting decision. Exactly. I, have some, I think you're higher on this movie than me, uh, and we'll get into why maybe that is, but mm-hmm. I'm gl- I'm, I will say I'm glad I've seen it. Yes, as I, I, I am as well. Um, so for the people, what is... The entire premise of Sex World. Oh God, it's <laughs> um, it's essentially similar to Westworld in that people can essentially pay to go to like an exclusive resort that allows you to explore your deepest fantasies within the concept of a you know quote unquote sex world. Uh, like Westworld had you know Western theme within the film. There's also other possible worlds you can go to. But essentially, you are just having a sexual experience tailored to your fetishes, your kinks, your fantasies, etc. And the movie kind of interestingly follows like just a bus of people and you get to see sort of like the past experiences of, you know, X person, Y person, Z person, and then see how their scenarios play out within sex world. And how it ends up for them. And that's Sex World. Yeah, there's a lot of like... (laughs) There's a lot of like before and after kind of things. Yeah. And of course it has like a ridiculous Bond theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Which is generally wonderful. I love it. It really is. It's so delightful. Um, (laughs) It's like play a clip. (laughs) What's the best way to say this? Uh, The thing that is both this movie's strength and weakness is the fact that there are so many different perspectives where some of them, some of the stories that are in here are pretty strong. Um, and some of them I like quite a bit and some of them are not as strong, Ow. let's say <laughs> um, specifically the one with the racist who gets cured of racism because oh he fucked a black girl. Oh my God. And it is so endlessly cringe. And like 
he's not just a little racist. He is like screamingly racist. Yeah, uh, it's aggressive. In, <laughs> it's a it is it is like genuinely really off-putting when he first comes on the scene. Uh, and eventually, like, he's still an asshole by the end of the film, but he's an asshole who really wants to continue seeing this black woman. Yeah. And I guess that is his character arc. <laughs> Which, like, it's so fascinating because it's literally just like, it's just like, okay, well, he went from being racist to being, like, a racist fetishizing the person he's racist for. And, like, there is an interesting way to do that narrative of like race play and slave play. But this movie does not engage with that whatsoever. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that is far beyond this movie's like interests. Is oh, to yeah. Actually engage with that seriously. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and I will say like, I like the other performer in that scene. I think her name is Desiree. Uh, if yes. This credit is correctly. Uh, I think she's really good. Uh, it's just that she's, placed against this guy who is insufferable and it sets a very bad message which is oh oh like if you if a racist wants to fuck a person who is not uh who is part of the race they don't like they will become not racist which is not how it works not <laughs> as at the, all. <laughs> like we have seen so so clearly through things like 4chan and the alt-right we're like what is every what does everyone in the alt-right jerk off to it is like trans porn and like jewish porn actresses that is their favorite (laughs) thing to jerk off to or cuck porn like like not to say that all politics is like uh sexual pathology but i think a lot of right-wing politics literally is sexual pathology in a really strange way i would agree with that (laughs) and i also do agree with you on like the actress i think i almost I really love her. I like a lot of the performances by women in this, actually. And, like, there's such an interesting poetry to the way, like, the robot flirts with him. (laughs) That, like, like, there's a real, like, like, I know, like, a lot of it's just kind of, like, her, like, leaning into, like, the sort of, like, jive talk that, like, (laughs) that you expect from, like, a 70s porn film. But also, like... But also, like, she moves in and out of that. Like, she's clearly playing with it. Yeah. In a really interesting, like, in a way that's more nuanced than the role asks for. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, I think it's a case for a lot of the performers. Like you said, a lot of the female performers in here, especially, like, um, the story I liked the most. It started out the worst, but it ended the best. Um, which is, it starts out with this lonely woman who has some phone sex that is the most tedious part of the film. Because yes. it, straight people having phone sex is so boring. <laughs> like. It's just a guy saying, like, hey, I will put my finger in your pussy, and I'll put my finger in your ass, and my penis will go into your vagina. It's like, cool, dude. And it's fully it. one-sided so phone sex, where, like, she yes, has like she's not barely participating even a little at bit. all. And it's just so awkward to watch. But, like, the setup for her, that scene, is also just so good and perfectly sets up her character in such an exciting way. And I think her name was Lisa in the movie. And um, the actress is Sharon Thorpe. Oh, exquisite. (laughs) And like that that set of people who haven't seen the movie uh, is she puts on a wig to have phone sex. Yes. Which is such a choice because clearly it communicates so much about her character without having to say a lot about her character, which we learn more later. But she's having to put on a persona that is not her, even though... That persona isn't visible to anybody else. It's literally her performing for herself, so she's able to even talk about and think about these kinds of things. 
because it seems so distant from her. And at the end, when it comes back to where she very explicitly kind of describes her own sexual fantasies that involve references to Behind the Green Door, which is interesting in a lot of ways, um, even though I don't love that film. It has one good scene, which is the cum scene, and the rest of the scenes are kind of like either very problematic and troubling or just not interesting. But A, it ties into the thing we've been talking about so much, which is performance and seeing your own sexuality through performance. And also the way I I like the reference by itself and also the way that it kind of signifies certain things in the film. The really fascinating thing is that essentially she's very lonely and she doesn't feel like anyone is interested in her and what she wants is for someone to be nice to her, essentially. She wants a black guy to fuck her and she wants someone to be nice to her. She gets both those things and it is a problematic scene in the same way that the original scene in Behind the Green Door was because the black man is A, obviously very fetishized and B, like, has on like like a necklace of like claws, <laughs> claws and like it looks like like a quote-unquote stereotypical African tribesman necklace. Yeah, 100% has, like, on, it looks like, like somebody went onto too. the set of like Black Panther, stole like a random... <laughs> necklace and threw it on um, like a black man with like a white singlet that basically only has the crotch cut out and you just see his dick hanging there and she very explicitly specifies how much that like she wants that specific image (laughs) i think to be a little fairer to the film and fairer to black panther it's more like they took something off the set of black panther and then lost it and tried to recreate it from like joanne's crafts Yes. It looks so shitty. But Fair. <laughs> once they actually get to to the fucking, I think that her acting in it, she be she goes from being this very inhibited, almost fearful person, like he finds her crying in the room. And she goes from that person to this very ecstatic and uh, like it is one of the best I am enjoying myself while having sex faces and expressions that I've seen. And the movie's best use of slow motion as well, in my opinion. It does tons of slow motion, tons of fades and dissolves between the different uh, shots. And I, I genuinely love that that scene. Oh, I would agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I it's hands down my favorite scene in the movie. And I think something that I found, I mean, maybe it's just my brain working the way it does. But like her first scene, there's like a, an almost like a green glow or a green fog within the room when she's like, putting on the wig and going through this whole performance and it's just like it immediately made me think of vertigo just because that's how my brain works and it's just like this idea of like a woman changing herself not just for a man but also for herself in some capacity and trying to like form something that she believes will make her be loved and someone be nice to her, and et cetera, et cetera. And, like, obviously we find out later that that's exactly what she wants, but it's, like, when you tie the two together, it's just really beautiful. But, like, as you were saying, the use of slow motion and the close-up and just her performance in that scene is really, really stunning. And I think it's... The whole movie is, like, really, really lovingly restored, but that was... There were some close-ups of, like, just her vagina and of Johnny Key's, like like, eating her out and, like, penetrating her, that I was... It was just, like, one of those moments where it's like, oh, yeah, this is a really stunning, stunning 4K restoration that, like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen, like, like just, like, 
penetration look that good in a movie. <laughs> high, high recommendation from one there. I mean, I if just want to see penetration so look gorgeous like that. Yeah, it was just you, look good. <laughs> we, we all we all love penetration. Who, Who doesn't? Um. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, that scene was wonderful. I also I, I had mixed feelings about the scene was but about this plot line but was overall in favor of it. Uh, which is the couple who, in the beginning, they're she's attempting to give him head and he can't get hard, and he's calling her like, is it mommy or mother or something along those lines? Yeah, something like that. Uh, and um, he clearly is not someone who can take initiative, and she's clearly someone who wants him to take initiative, and they're just n- their sexual needs are not meeting up at all, and mm-hmm. they're both incredibly unsatisfied, which is why they go to um, sex world. And they both get very different fantasies, where hers is essentially a consensual non-consent fantasy, um, where she is taken by a man with big balls and a big dick, which she specifies that has to have big balls. Which, his balls were not that big, but I'm gonna... (laughs) They could have gone bigger. (laughs) Like, there were Um, other men within the movie who had bigger balls, flat out. (laughs) Like, it's not... Um, I also didn't like that performer, I'll be honest. But No, not at all. I think uh, he might have been my least favorite actor in the movie, honestly. Him or the Latin guy for the other woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and her her whole scene, we'll, we'll get to in a second, because that, was, that yeah. was something. So she gets this kind of consensual non-consent scene where she just wants someone to take her and to like not care if she says no and just go for it. Um, and towards the end, that gets to be a very mixed thing in a way that I think is interesting but the film this is not the film to actually explore that if anything like it feels a little too rushed a little not explored enough and a little bit surface level so it's very unclear by the end whether she actually still wants him to keep going even though she is saying no or whether she actually wants him to stop and that ambiguity does not serve the film very well um i did okay okay yeah, I want your opinion on that, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I do agree to some extent, um, and I do think something that kind of bothered me about the scene is the way it juxtaposes with his, fan, like, her husband's fantasy, and just, yes. you keep getting this constant cutting back and forth, and, like, on a purely aesthetic level, it's really, really, really well juxtaposed, just because you have these, like, Great voyeuristic angles of both of them, but you have this contrast of, like, tenderness between the husband who needs, like, a mother figure versus the wife who wants to be, like, forcefully taken. And, like, the harsh wallpaper and, like, white-on-black design of the room versus these, like, gorgeous soft curtains and, like, flowy, like, drapery and, like, soft lighting and also, like, just the smooth jazz versus this discordant funk. And it's just such a good duality that I don't think the movie actually explores in the relationship because it ends up like their end game just kind of ends up feeling like a joke more than anything, which is disappointing because I do think there's something really interesting going on there. Yeah, I think there's like an interesting dynamic there. And I I do also love that cross cutting, especially that set decoration you're saying. I love the like stark whiteness. Like I I described it to you as like almost being a set from Tokyo Drifter uh, in the scene with the wife. And then switching back to the scene with the husband, 
and him kind of working through his own shit. And I'm okay with the film ending with them reconciling and being like, hey, we both learned how to appreciate each other better through these other experiences. But it seems more like... Maybe I'm reading too much into the, the film, but it seemed more like she was being punished for what she wanted, and he was being I think rewarded so. for what he wanted. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. She should have been better to him earlier, and then she kind of got what she deserved. Which is super weird, because the rest of the film is so non-judgmental in a really mm-hmm. positive way, that it was just a really strange kind of dynamic. Yeah, like, and it's, it's weird because... A lot like, of potential, but... Yeah, the entire, like... Like, I hate saying, like, the thesis of the film, but, like, essentially the thesis of Sex World is, you know, we're complete, like, it's, like, the quote that he specifically says, we're complete strangers, we are people you'll never meet again, so you can tell us your innermost longings without any embarrassment. And it's like, yeah, like, that's, you are coming here, you're, like, you're supposed to leave all your socials taboos, everything is judgment-free, and it's just all about being pampered by you know, whatever we're creating in this world. And it's, it kind of sucks that, like, it just kind of, like, I don't want to say it makes fun of her, but it kind of just ends up, like, it's not even that she wants to be dominated, it just ends up being like, oh, well, now that this guy's, like, like, I don't even know how to explain it. He just kind of turns into an asshole, and it's like, oh, she's into, like, the guy's the asshole now. It's like every fucking, like, dated-ass old movie that thinks that women just want to date assholes instead of a cuck (laughs) (laughs) it's the stefan molyneux of porn movies (laughs) um but um that aside that was actually one of the things i really liked about the film is that essentially the like the thesis is hey if people were able to engage in sex without their inhibitions and be able to do what they actually wanted to do and not feel ashamed of those things their lives would be better. And yeah, that is something that I would generally agree with too. Obviously there's certain things maybe that you shouldn't do ever, but you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's two consenting adults engaging in two or more consenting adults engaging in mutually pleasurable activities. Totally wonderful. And being able to engage in that in a way that doesn't make you feel shame or feel like you're doing something wrong, even better. And that's why I'm, what's the best way to say? I, there's the one plot that I wasn't sure what to make of, and I wanted like your opinion on it, which is mm-hmm. that one with the Latin lover guy. Um, <laughs> it's about this woman who, at the start of it, she's clearly very reserved and very cold, and something's happened, and she doesn't want to talk about it. She just wants, I think she's, she's just has like, like a young man, um, and she doesn't say much more than that. And what yeah. you find out is that her um, girlfriend... Broke up with her after f- being together for five years. Um, I'm assuming relatively recently. It doesn't say exactly, but it seems like mm-hmm. it must have been relatively recently. So she requests a, a, a lover, essentially. And he comes in. Well, well at first she imagines her coming in and uh, them being able to fuck again. And then she has the actual guy come in and they fuck. Which is kind of a boring scene, I'll be honest. It really is. He was a terrible actor and was just kind of like he was poorly thrusting the entire time with re- like <laughs> okay go on because i do have a th- thought about this that i'm not sure if i totally believe <laughs> I, I mean the thing i actually wanted to ask you is i think the movie can be doing one of two things it can either be just this bisexual woman 
trying to get over this, this woman she loved. And by having this freeing sexual experience, she's able to do that. Or the more negative reading, which is the one I initially kind of knee-jerk had, and I feel kind of vibes more with what I felt in the film, is that she had a bad lesbian relationship and is no longer going to do that. And therefore, she's getting a man to fuck her to, like, bring her back to the world, the beautiful world of straight people. And I feel like that might be me being too cynical, but that was the vibe I got from the first, like, from the first, the tone of it, at least, let's say. It's weird because I don't think I disagree, but at the same time, I think it's somewhere in the middle. And maybe I'm being a little generous in my reading, but, like, I don't think her her performance with the man lends itself to any sort of like positive reaction. Like I think she was more still more aroused by the woman in her fantasy and like remembering her ex than she was by the man itself. And I think it was just sort of, I mean, at least for me in like relating to the concept of like, just trying to find a moment of like intimacy and arousal after heartbreak and just being okay with like whatever comes your way i do think that the film should have just made it a woman not even a woman styled like the ex because i think that would have been too on the nose but i think if she would have asked for like a different type of woman so i mean it makes you wonder like whether or not she's kind of going through that like denial process or like questioning like you know what if i turned to men would it be the same would it be different etc but the movie doesn't get into that. <laughs> I, I also thought about that side. Like, what if it was just a woman instead? But I feel like from the point of view of that character, maybe that would just be too similar and just be bringing up the same issues, like no matter yeah. what woman it was. So maybe maybe that's part of the reason that she wanted a man is like it'd be so completely different that she could have this experience that has no prior connotations for her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't exactly know how to read that scene. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, no, it's fair. To, yeah. And I mean, I don't think the movie expects you to try to read into it as much as we are. <laughs> I mean, because like, it's mostly a comedy, a zany comedy movie for most of it. Yeah. Like, there's a couple really heavy moments that I wasn't expecting that were kind of welcome as as much as they were strange. Uh, like that scene and then the scene with the lonely woman were very like, oh, this is not the tone I was expecting from this film. But the rest of it's very lighthearted, very relaxed, very chill. But you wanted to talk about the set design, which I love. Oh my god, I swear to god. It's like from the moment the movie started, I think the set design in this is like... I mean, not all of it is perfect, don't get me wrong. But I do think so many bits are just like... Okay, so when they're on the bus to Sex World, which, by the way, is like the cheapest looking bus. Looks like the kind of thing you would like <laughs> ride to like get 20 people off like one of the outside hotels in Disney into Disney World um, as someone who has been on many of those. And it's just like them doing flashbacks and explaining, you know, what all of these people's stories are. But the set design for the stories of like people's backgrounds are just so perfectly distinct and aesthetically designed to match their narratives. Like the couple that's going through this like... um like mommy issues versus domination issues, whatever's happening there. They like their house. The saddest looking motel room. Yeah. 
it's so depressing. It literally looks like David Lynch would have made a film there. And like, I'd be, yeah, no, it makes a hundred percent. It looks like, it, it kind of looks like the set of rabbits, honestly. Yes, yes, yes. It's like a mixture of the rabbit set and the Lady Dior set. <laughs> <laughs> yes which i hate myself um, for referencing that <laughs> and like the the like younger couple that like fucks in front of the painting and i do think the woman's arc in that is really interesting as well because so yeah, yeah, yeah. there's this younger couple there's like this gorgeous painting of a woman who's like their neighbor who like has her breasts out and her vagina spread and she Though the woman of the man-woman couple, she painted her, and the guy gets home, he's so aroused by this painting that he starts fucking his wife, and you can tell there's, like, she's not as engaged in it as he is, and then later on there's a scene where her fantasy and sex world is fucking the woman who she painted, and it's so erotic, and it's so, it's such a stark contrast to his yeah, which is just kind of goofy. Yeah, but like hers is just full of passion. And I think one of the things that the movie does best, and it almost doesn't happen nearly enough, is just the constant pushing in to like different gazes of like, like it constantly pushes into the painting's face and it overlays the painting with the sex scenes multiple times. And I think that's so gorgeously done. And almost like, I almost wish it would have gone a little further and done that kind of contrast with other people. Yeah, because like the scenes where that doesn't happen are the less memorable ones. Like I kind of forgot his scene entirely because his scene is very straightforward. It is he, his fantasy is to be taken up to a woman's apartment and her, uh, what do you call it? Her roommate is there and they both fuck him. She yeah. is funny enough, like I, I mentioned in our chat, that is it parallels something I'm gonna make you watch in the future, let's say. And I'm once excited. we get there, you'll <laughs> yeah, you'll realize why. But it's a very kind of, I'll be honest, that was kind of a boring scene. I forgot most of it. It was boring because it's just the most typical, like, straight boy fantasy of all time. Oh, it was kind of funny, like how when the two roommates are fucking, he's like, Hey, I should I should go. And yeah. they basically have to like <laughs> They have to like put him on the bed and start fucking him before he's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll stay for a little bit. Um, and then he goes back to his hotel room and basically tells his wife like, hey, I don't want you to go. And she was, she says, did you have a good time? And he won't say. So she goes to hers and has this wonderful scene um, with her neighbor. And I, one of the pieces of writing that I liked in this film, like uh, in, in terms of like story plotting is that when he, when he first finds the ad for Sex World, which she has circled in red, um, and she doesn't leave out for him, he just happens to come across it. She's, like, when she comes into the room and he's like, hey, what's this? She is kind of scattered for a second and kind of like, oh my gosh, you weren't supposed to see that kind of thing. And when you watch her scene, it's like, oh, she didn't want him to come with. She wanted to go by herself so she could have this thing with her neighbor that she can't have in real life. That is clearly yeah. what she wanted. And that's just such an an interesting thing. And in general, a lot of this film has those weird, unresolved tensions that 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 don't come across in the surface level kind of cotton candy of the rest of it. Yeah. 
Well, it's just like the lot of those little like queer underpinnings and like not even necessarily just like actively queer, but like just they are queer in sensibility and just the fact that like all of these people have to live these semi-closeted lives. Like her especially, I just like I want her to leave this man and go fuck her neighbor. Like it's <laughs> it's truly my passion at this point. <laughs> I would have liked to actually see some of the the scenes that are hinted at because um the way they know what to do for you in sex world is they have essentially like an an entrance interview asking you what you're looking for and then they set it up <laughs> yes. for you. And there's a fun twist at the end for everyone who's waiting for it. But uh the <laughs> There's a bunch of entrance interviews for scenes you don't see. And a lot of those, I was like, I kind of want to see that scene. That seems more interesting than what's going on right now. And the first one, if I remember correctly, is a gay guy who is describing this man that he wants to meet up with. And he has a bunch of like silk gowns. And yes. you're like, oh, let, let me see what's going on here. Like, I want, I want this fantasy to be shown. It just doesn't. And in general, I think this movie would have been better with at least one gay scene. Or at least like one... Like man, man, uh, yeah. woman, bisexual, like threesome, and there's also like a couple scenes where I'm like, I don't even know exactly what is being hinted at here, or, or like what is the fantasy, but I'm interested. There's like that one woman who is like, there's a bunch of dolls, and there's like dolls in X, Y, and Z, and this man says I can have uh, this doll if I like suck his dick or something. It's like, mm-hmm. huh? There's something going on there that seems really interesting that they probably couldn't show in like the late 1970s on in porno. <laughs> so fine. Is there anything else you want to talk about for Sex World? Um, no, I think I pretty much covered it all. I had, I mean, like, I think it is a very flawed movie, and I think if someone else could approach this same topic. I think it would be really, really riveting to see what they could do with it. Like, you and I have already just gone down the list of different possibilities <laughs> that this could take if it went a little deeper into the psyches of these people. Which, like, you know what? Maybe HBO should just option this and, like, <laughs> let someone do, like, a 10-episode miniseries that's just, like, real sex, but for <laughs> sex world. I I would actually be really interested in... And I think... This is kind of my conflict with a lot of like porno chic films is that they're very cheery in a way that reads kind of artificial to me and kind of light or or, or flighty. And most of them aren't funny enough to make up for it. Like certain ones are occasionally. I but think that's fair. For the most part, uh, a lot of them are kind of just jokey. Like that's one of the issues I have with Deep Throat is it's not Deep Throat's not a good movie. Like it's very important in it really historically, isn't. but it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when I watch this movie, I'm thinking, I want more of this interesting melancholy, or at least more, like, it doesn't have to end sadly, I'm not saying it has to be a bummer, but I want more of of these characters and more of these studies, like, even cut it down to fewer characters so I can see more of this. And I wanted, I mean, we're going to watch Memories Within Miss Aggie at some point. In my Mm -hmm. head, I'm always like, I want more of that. I want more of this, like, weird (laughs) psychodrama um, that, that makes you sad, too sad to jerk off. I get it. <laughs> Who among us doesn't want to cry a little bit when we were expecting to get off? <laughs> but you know, it's it's one of those things where whenever I think of, did I enjoy that pornography? There's a couple different ways that I might enjoy it. One is, what did it turn me on? And this movie did not, but that was that's the most porno chic. Like, I don't watch porno chic to get turned on for the most part. Yeah. And then number two is like, was it entertaining? 
in any particular way. I think this one was. Like, it was funny. Um, some of the scenes were shot really well. Some of the acting, like we said, was very, very good. And finally, like, is it thematically interesting in some sort of way or artistically interesting in a very unique way? Like, maybe it's shot super weird or there's some some theme going on under the surface. Uh, like, I'm really interesting, interested to watch uh, Seeds and... Uh, oh, yeah, the that, Andy Milligan films? Yeah, the Andy Milligan films for exactly that reason. Because I want to see, like, his raw, like, bullshit on the screen. Oh, 100%. This film is like middling on one of those, non-existent on the other one, and a little low on the last one. So overall, like I was kind of like like you said it had highs and lows. I said it had mids and lows. And I will say <laughs> the high is that sex scene we talked about at the very beginning. I think that is a high. I definitely would say that. And I'm not upset I watched it. It has a wonderful theme song. Uh, there's some very good jokes in it. And there's a lot of stuff I'm going to remember. But at the same time, I don't think I'd rewatch it, if that makes sense. Unless I was watching it with someone. That's a fair assessment, I think. I may have been, like, slightly more entertained than you, I think. Just because I, I'm easily excitable. Um, but I would agree. Well, so like, it's also it's not... more of your kind of movie, too. Yeah, it is. It's camp to some extent. Um, but I do wish it was better than it had been. Or better than it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Sex World, for people who are interested, you can get it uh, via Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, if they're not sold out of it currently, thank God for Vinegar Syndrome. We love them. Sponsor our show, please. We, we yes, will continue please. to plug you for free no matter what. But we if you want to send us some movies. <laughs> yeah. We'll happily accept any <laughs> pornography you have coming up. Please release more gay porn. Thank you. So, uh, if you want to contact us, you can either go to Twitter, where we are at Good Time at for a good time pod or you can email us at for a good time pod at gmail.com you can find me uh on twitter my safe for work main account is at space jam fan which is also my name on letterboxd and if you want to find my not safe for work twitter account which is not particularly insightful it's more just me reblogging latex fetish pictures and occasionally pictures of my butthole (laughs) so if that's your thing go for it otherwise probably not your not a good time um what about you Juan? where can people find you um you can find me on basically every social media platform at whoa it's juanito w-o-a-h it's juanito and you can read me on my menu times uh dim the house lights a bunch of other places and i also program flaming classics which is currently not in season but we do have a lot of fun essays on flamingclassics.com that you can check out that aren't just by me they're by other people too (laughs) (laughs) i like to plug my friends oh don't don't we all um i think that's like the third (laughs) version of that joke i've made in as many episodes i know Uh, but but you're not gonna stop me (laughs) uh next episode we're going to watch two films actually uh because they are both short and they're both related Number one is uh, Michael Zen's Tattoo, director of Falconhead. Uh, his film Tattoo from 19-something. It was made in the, ni- in the 20th <laughs> century. And, um, uh, and, and Ink Addiction by Erica Luss. And they're linked by the fact they're both about tattoos. They're both available online uh, or wherever fine pornography is sold. I don't think the second one's actually true. I don't think you can get either one of them physical copy very easily. But probably not. Um, until next time, this has been for a good time. Thanks for calling.